Hi, Mike Shope, Adam Krautwurst. Welcome to the Deep End Dynasty style tonight. Busy night. And Alvin Kamara, conjecture, is in the air. Will he be suspended? Rob Gronkowski, we think retired. What do you do with him and Kamara in Dynasty? We'll talk running back tiers. And there's one player who I really want to just he, – he was not on the schedule tonight, but I Adam made a Chiron. He wrote it out. It'll be official. Uh, I want to figure out, like, where we're supposed to be at on him. So hopefully Dynasty players get some value uh, out of tonight. We um, – you know, that, that's the idea, right, Adam? That's right. That's what we're going for. So uh, let's get started. <laughs> Here come some sharks. Welcome to the deep end. You watch on YouTube, you see sharks, you're like, ah. Oh. You listen on Spotify, I think that sounds like sharks. So I feel like it's the oh, same yeah. effect. For sure. Right? Absolutely. Good. All right. Just in tonight, there is a pro football talk report that Alvin Kamara could face a six-game suspension. A couple of things here to set Adam up for his analysis. Oh. Um, there's always been the possibility of a Kamara suspension. Hopefully those of you who have been drafting through the offseason, uh, dynasty or not, have been sort of cognizant of that possibility. Drew Davenport, who is the first guy I look to when it comes to football players in legal trouble, Sean Watson, et cetera, says nothing has changed here. That's a tweet from like two minutes ago that I saw, maybe 15 minutes ago in real time. I'm not sure anything is different here. In terms of dynasty, what I would do is read Drew Davenport and then feel out your league because as has been the case, I think, Adam, there could be some, you know, Kamara's a little bit soft. Like you see in the drafts we do, he, he has a new quarterback, a new coach. There's a lot of sort of negatives on Kamara, including this. Yeah, I'm wondering who is suspending him. Is it the league? Is it the team? I always wonder if, like, if it's the team, are they just trying to get out in front of it so that they can, you know, get the suspension out of the way? Um, but I certainly trust Drew Davenport. I love following him on Twitter. Um He's got because he's a fantasy football player, so he's he's you know he's got skin in the game, so he cares about this stuff just as much as we do. And obviously, he's um, that's that, that's his world. This is the law. So so yeah, if he says nothing's changed, then I will trust him. But again, it's be a little weary here. Um, I mean, what are we what are we looking at? Mark Ingram, Divina Zigbo, like what are we <laughs> like? What's Abram the back? Smith. Abram Smith. Abram Smith. <laughs> there, there we go. Um, I have, I would venture to guess if he did miss six games, especially if they know now that they would just go ahead and maybe make a, make a cheap trade for some, for something or, or, or something of that nature. I don't think they would go in with Mark Ingram, a 32 year old running back is there, but maybe they would, who, who knows? So, well, Adam, um, David Johnson was there. That was a few weeks ago. David Johnson yes. visited. You have David Johnson, you have Devonte Booker. I mean, this is the way it's moving. Older running backs sort of get stuck. I mean, we have rookies, an influx of rookies this year. You have star running backs who've gotten their their next contract that are established and entrenched, including Kamara. And some of those guys get washed out. But there are injuries, which is good for them. And there are situations like this. So um, in, in terms of what you do with your team, you just stay on the news, which anybody watching our show is already doing. In terms of dynasty, what is Kamara? Is he, I mean, he's tough to sell if you're talking about a suspension and all those other negatives. What do you think about buying Kamara? Like, I think I could get talked into that. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I know people always want to get that edge and buy the dip. I'm, I'm a big buy the dip guy, but, you know, he's, he's almost 27. He's going to, you know, play without Sean Payton, you know, Winston. I just, I, I, his stock, I mean, if he gets suspended, his stock will never be, be, be lower. I might almost wait for this suspension unless you're, unless you think he's not going to get the suspension and you're trying to buy that. But um, I would almost, you know, wait for the suspension and buy him at the absolute rock bottom, especially because then you'll know like, what you're, if we're talking dynasty. You already know what your team looks like. Hey, I can afford to weigh out six weeks of him and I'll get him for absolutely nothing. 
Um, so I might wait for this suspension unless you think you can get him for the same amount now. Um, so, but if you, you know, but then Drew Davenport says there might not be one. So I would, to me, I would wait, we'll wait it out unless you got someone shopping him. Um, I certainly wouldn't be shopping him, uh, cause you're not going to get a lot for him right now. Right. So I would, for me, it's a hold. For me, it's a hold unless someone's really trying to give him away. Yeah. And I think those guys are out there. I would be looking into the Camara manager or owner right now because, uh, the negativity has been kind of persistent. You see in these drafts we're doing where he goes mid third round, like people are expecting, I mean, everything right at him, everything. You just laid it out. Age, team, this, you know, it's, it's a little bit going the wrong way on him, but look, running backs in dynasty, it's, it's pretty cut and dried. Like if you can win, then you have to sort of suck it up and go for those older guys. And there are six or eight of them that are start, like good RB1 caliber starting players who are on the older side that if you're not a good team in Dynasty, you don't want them. You don't want Zeke Elliott on your team in that situation. You don't want Derrick Henry. You don't want Dalvin Cook. You don't want Kamara. You, want, you don't even want James Conner. Like you want to be out on all those guys. And they all have value to the team that can win. Yes, it's only June and there'll be other developments. But man, if you can... If you have a team like I have, I'm, there's one team I have that I'm thinking of where somebody realized this is like two months ago that they were just not going to be good. So they just put Kamara up and a few other guys like that. And in terms of running back, you just have to do it. I mean, I think what are we here for? You want to win money. And right. you have enough teams in many of these dynasty leagues who are just trying to build something. I mean, I'm 50. Let's go. I, I want to win some money. Like, give, give me uh, Alvin Kamara and Dalvin Cook and those guys, Aaron Jones. If I have a good team at all, they could be cheap right now. That's right. I'm a man. I'm 50. That's right. I'm 50. Um, I mean, I, got, I need some more helmets. That's funny. My son, oh, he, he was asking me about a player today. I'm, I forget who it was. I'm like, no, he's like, you don't want him, dude. He, he's old. We're talking about fantasy. It's like, dad, he's 33. Like that's old, bro. That's you don't want anyone, you don't want anyone in the NFL that's thirty three unless unless it's a it's a quarterback, you know. But it's funny. Uh, but no, I, I I get it, and we're gonna talk about the running back tiers here coming up. But it was funny we talked last night. I uh, about a football guys draft that I did redraft in the third round. I passed on Kamara for for Javante Williams, and now I'm you know now I'm feeling a little bit better about that about that pick. But I do have a lot of Kamara um, leading up to this, so cross my fingers. Uh, he can kind of out, outlive that suspension this year and roll it over into next year when he's a little bit older. So, but no, I completely agree with your running back point. Like, yeah, you should be, you know, young receivers. Then you get those middle of the middle-aged run, running backs at 25 and you can just roll those over every year. You know, they're, they're fairly cheap in trades and uh, running backs are easier to replace in the rookie draft than, than receivers are. So if you have an old running back that ages out, you just, you know, if you have a first round pick or you've planned ahead properly, now you've got a first round pick or two, you can go get yourself a Brees Hall or something like that, or a DeAndre Swift, you know, two years ago to to now be on your squad for the next six, six years. I say go find out about Alvin Kamara. I mean, it's also a team where targets are not easy to figure out. I mean, Kamara, if he's healthy and not suspended, even with a new coach and quarterback, could get tons of targets on that team. Is Michael Thomas interested in playing football ever again? I mean, after him, <laughs> it's Olave, and then it's who knows. So um, I think uh, there might be a soft spot right now on him. And the point is, we started with, you know, pro football talk shows up and somehow moves the needle. But don't take that seriously. Read what it says and then turn to people who really know stuff. Okay. <laughs> That's right. Gronk. That was the assignment. Yes. Rob Gronkowski retired again, maybe. So same sort of concept here, Adam. If I have a good team and somebody's holding Rob Gronkowski, maybe they don't have a good team, but they were good last year or something like that. I want to find out if they would give him up because I sort of feel like you have to respect the possibility that he plays and not necessarily will everyone in your league do that. So worth inquiring. I don't, did you hear anybody trying to trade for him or trying to – you can't really shop him. Like, I guess you could, depending on if there's some deep dive running back receiver that you would take for him. I guess you could be shopping him, right? 
Yeah, you could be shopping probably in tight end premium leagues only or like leagues that um, you know are super, super deep. Um, you could be shopping in because, I mean, it's probably, honestly, it's probably 50-50 to me that he, come, that he comes back. I don't think he, it's less than 50-50 he comes back th- this year because um, why at this point, training camp's a month away or the season's two months away. Why would you retire now? You would have done it two months ago. And, you know, so I think he's out this year, but maybe next year he comes back. Maybe if Brady goes to, you know, Miami and he goes to Miami or whatever. But, um, you know, and I think I you you would, uh, from knowing you and the way that you kind of go about stuff, I feel like you would be the type of guy who would maybe pick up a guy like Gronk in, in Dynasty. I just don't know. I don't know if I would do it unless it was tight end premium. And I don't, like, it depends on who you have. Because but even if he comes back next year, he's 33, 34, you know, who do I have on my team? You know, even if he, okay, best case scenario, he comes back, he's a Dolphin, Gasecki's out of there, Brady's in there. Am I going to start him over, you know, any of the top 12, top 13 dynasty to tight ends at, the, at that point? You know, like, I'm not going to start him. I'm not going to play him. You know, unless I can get him for absolutely free, which probably probably could, uh, and yeah, I'm gonna keep a roster spot. Uh, I, I think I would just not waste my time trying. I mean, if someone wants to give me for free and I see the offer pop up on email, okay. But I don't think I'm gonna waste my time shopping for uh, Gronk. I would spend more time shopping for Kamara. <laughs> okay. Well, remember the history on Gronkowski. I mean, if he's a different age, but. March of 19, he retired from New England, and he sat out a year. And I bet, I mean, we don't have uh, Jimmy Kimmel's audience, but I bet there's one person watching or listening that had Gronkowski three years ago and either held him through that next season. You have to have the right roster depth and the right format where you can afford to do that or the right, you know, quality team to be able to do that or just sort of regretted letting him go because once he showed up in Tampa, he was elite. And if, I mean, Brady just did it. If something like that happens here, that's sort of the, the nervousness you feel about Gronkowski is that he could change his mind or the whole thing could have been an act. I mean, that's sort of his style and he comes back and he's the whole time we've been drafting him and all this stuff. The, the reason was once he once like it was a given, it wasn't a given once he signs to play, he's like top six, so it's great if you, even late into the season depends on you know what you can afford to to do with your roster but um I wouldn't give up that's all bottom line Yeah I I get it I mean I think even last year he finished I'm looking I think in tight end premium he finished 12th in scoring you know and he was you know total total yeah no no at no, a tight ends per game not per game Right for total. I, I don't have the per game in front of me. I just have the total. The total per game would be better. I mean, he missed. He got hurt. At, he got hurt at the Rams, and he missed a chunk of games after that. But okay, whatever. yeah. Uh, but yeah, right, right. So I mean, yeah, he did. He did miss a chunk of games in the in the middle of the season. There missed two, four, six, six games. So yeah, no, his per game were good. So thirty-three points, twenty-one points, twenty-two, twenty-three. Um, yeah, no, it's it's and you know everyone's gonna hold because everyone, especially in Dynasty, guys love to have that uh I don't know I don't know what the better term for it is, but I'm smarter than you. I'm gonna hold on to this guy and 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 laugh when he comes back in two years, which is fine. Which is fine. I'm sure I have him on a dynasty roster somewhere, you know. So I'll, I'll go I'll I'll go find him and see how that team looks. And I in turn premium leagues, I certainly won't be cutting him off uh, off the bat. That that's for sure. Right. Don't do that. That's an easy don't, one. That's right. Don't do that. <laughs> we'll get to running backs, but I want to talk about a, happens to be a tight end, but a player that I need help figuring out. And that is TJ Hawkinson of Detroit. So ADP. It's obviously Kelsey and Andrews. Then it's Pitts kind of on his own. This is less dynasty than it is sort of redraft world, underdog, FBG, et cetera. Then Waller and Kittle are fairly close. And then, I mean, I see Dalton Schultz go ahead of Hawkinson. Look, Hawkinson is a first-round pick four years ago. He's good, or he maybe he's not amazing, but he's good. Tight ends get better, and everybody likes what Detroit is into with what St. Brown was, when Hawkinson was hurt, with what Swift could be, DJ Chark, Jamison Williams, 
you know, maybe they play and cut into Hawkinson, but Hawkinson is healthy, which is more likely that when you draft TJ Hawkinson in round six or at least seven, that you're going to regret that or that it's going to be a steal? Because I still think there's a nice player here. We, maybe we get spoiled with the likes of Kelsey or even Andrews, who's no different in age, right? I mean, Andrews is young too, um, where we feel like there's a standard that's being set where they're just going to be amazing and you have to rearrange your plans and your draft to come up with them. I don't know. I mean, Hawkinson, draft capital, original team, everybody likes the Lions a little bit. They're not in the AFC West. I mean, that's a problem because if they were in the AFC West and playing those teams all the time, I don't think that's the, the reason, though, that he. That, that I think people are soft on him. Yeah, I think people, you know, I think it's he kind of let people down last year, kind of like in theory, because people like I was take I was big on Hawkwood last year. I, I was taking him as like tight end five, right? Tight end four, tight end five. He finished tight end 11 and he missed six games. Tight end 11 on a total for, for fantasy points. Total, right. Total fantasy points, and he missed six games. And the problem is, too, is the weeks, you know, the way he missed them and the weeks he missed, you know, he missed the fantasy playoffs, which is brutal when you're counting on him all, all year. Good point. Um, so so whenever you end the season missing games, it always affects it. But he was – so he, he was he was around tight end four or five before he got, he got hurt. And so he didn't take that big leap, but he's not – my big thing on him last year was there was nobody else there to to throw the football to going into into the year. Amon Ra, St. Brown kind of emerged in the second half of the year, but it was like how do they not throw him the ball in every single play? And when they did, he looked he looked great. He had some great corner routes in the back of the end zone, making touchdown catches. I know I was I was really locked into him last year, but it was interesting. They would you know with the coach being a former tight end, you think that they would lock into him more. Um, you know, I, th- I think at Thanksgiving, I think he had like, he only had like three targets and he had, you know, a touchdown or two. He had, he had a couple of really big plays. Um, that's neither here nor there. He's, he's still young. He's 20. He's like you said, he was a top for, he was a first round pick out of Iowa. A lot of great tight ends came out of there. He's only 25. He's young. He's the outside of Kyle Pitts. He's the next youngest tight end, um, of like the top eight dynasty to tight ends so he's still yeah like you said tight ends usually take three years two three four years to develop he's already been a top five tight end before last year and he was a top five in points per game last year so i think he's fine um dynasty i think he would be a target for me redraft i know we're not it doesn't we're not doing a redraft show today but i tend to go with the elite tight ends early and then and then kind of go to the later go to the other tight ends later um, I kind of skip over that tier, but um, but I, I, I like Hawkinson in Dynasty for sure. Maybe there's an argument that drafting him, if you go by the tight end hierarchy, if you're drafting him at six or even seven, like where is he likely to finish? What's the best case scenario in terms of tight ends? We know with tight ends, though, you're, you're, you're doing that within what kind of build you want with your draft again, not so much in dynasty. I'm sorry, but where do I want my tight end, you know, and then stacking and everything else. But man, like, I, I guess there is that argument. Is he like, is he going to finish? Is there a, a scenario where he finishes in the top three? Maybe there isn't, but I think there's a player there. And in dynasty, I mean, he could have seven, eight good years ahead of him, whether he's on the lions or not. You mentioned Thanksgiving from last year, three for 35 and one. Okay. I remember the year before I was like right here where I'm sitting now in a TV right here. They were playing Houston. And I just looked at the numbers. I was one yard off. He was five for 89. Like not the first drive, but first half of the first quarter. Hawkinson was five for 89 against the Sean Watson's Houston team. J.J. Watt might have had a pick six in this game. Houston won. But Hawkinson started like, okay, this is going to be the day of days. Then he got hurt and went away. He, he left the game. That was it, five for eighty-nine. But man, that was there is there is some kind of a good ceiling with Hawkinson. I just feel like the vibes when you start to talk about Dalton Schultz being above Hawkinson or not because of his touchdowns, just stop. I mean, yeah, this is a better player than those guys, I think, by a lot. 
And if you like the Lions, it's not on the Bears. If he's on the Bears or one of these teams everybody's mad at, okay. But he's not. I think the Lions are very trendy. (laughs) Anyway, dynasty show, right? Dynasty trade TJ Hawkinson to me. Yeah, no, I get it. I mean, the, the players going around him, D- Dallas, I would take Hawkinson over Goddard. I'd take him over, I would take him over Kelsey. He's eight years younger. You know, I, I would take him over Waller. He's four years younger than Waller. Uh, I take him over Schultz. Uh, he's younger and better than Schultz. So, yeah, I mean, I, he might. Tight end three in Dynasty then? Is that where we're at? Yeah, I mean, for me, for sure. I mean, yes. I, I like him way better in Dynasty than, than I do in, in Redraft just because of the way that I generally go. Uh, either the elite, the locked in elite ones, or the kind of uh, go volume, take a couple ones a little later on. But in, okay. uh, in Dynasty, give me, give, give me, give, give me Hawkinson for sure. Then in trades, a little bit tricky. Like the first question of trades is, how good am I? And then can I find a fit with somebody who's thinking the opposite? And I don't know, like what rebuilding team, no rebuilding team is going to want to move on from Hawkinson. But if there's a good, t- if you have Kelsey, and can trade Hawkinson straight up one for one because the other guy is trying to win, but you're sort of like sharp and ooh, maybe get a draft pick too. I don't know. You know, send us your uh, Hawkinson trade questions because I want to. Yeah. I want to answer a couple of those at Deep End FF One. Yeah, I I would definitely take the Hawkinson end of that Kelsey deal for sure. Um, but uh, but if yeah, if Kelsey no, were I... a little bit if Kelsey were a little bit younger and. Yeah. A little bit less of the shine were off him, then that's easier. But they did trade Tyree Kill, and maybe that's what could be done. Yes. R B tears. Oh, like it. So uh, yeah, last week we did we did quarterbacks. I think we had a really really good discussion about the quarterback dynasty tiers. Um, this week we just we decided to go with running back, kind of go. In, in, in order there. And so uh, we'll pull up the draft sharks dynasty rankings here. Um, and these, these, these are the tight ends. I was just a little, just looking at those. There's a running back. So um, yeah. So, you know, going into these, into these dynasty drafts, I, 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 with running back, I just tend to lean youth. Like give me the guy that's not been beaten down for four or five years in the NFL. And so um, the cool thing about these, uh, draft sharks rankings it's 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 done based on um one three five and ten year uh, projected outputs based on age and profile projection historical trends and stuff like that so um so that's how they kind of get the rankings and you can, again you can you can search it by one year three year five year or whatever so kind of if you're if you're in it for the long game you can search it by five year i don't know ten years probably only necessary for quarterbacks or something but uh, but yeah so to me the tight end one uh, for sure, in Dynasty is Jonathan Taylor running back. Uh, yeah, I guess we should start there. Do you do you do you disagree? No, Taylor's both. I mean, he's elite production and young. He's young enough to qualify. And I think with tight with uh, now I said it with running backs. There's two things. I mean, it's how good is your team, and then you have to be willing to compromise and move to those older guys that some players in your league are going to be excited to get rid of. Like, they're not going to want Derrick Henry. I mean, Eckler, McCaffrey, there's seven or eight of those guys that are, like, valuable, but they're on the older side. Then, if I'm not good, give me every younger running back with any juice at all. You know, Hall, obviously, but Kenneth Walker. Give me those guys. Michael Carter, even, you know, on on the same team. Uh, Harris, of course, Javante. He runs into people. But, you know, we're definitely going to respect his value. Um, you really, I think, in, overall, you have two camps here in, in Dynasty, with the exception of Taylor and maybe a Barkley, who, if he's able to put up a season and not get hurt, will sort of serves both masters, where he's young enough, not super young, but young enough to rate in a Dynasty of sort of a longer-term view but then also productive in the right now. You have a lot. The point in time we're at in terms of running back is there are a lot of guys right now that have value. They're going early in redraft, but maybe they're out of the league in two years, right? I mean, it's a, it, there really is a, a that see the whole board. I mean, you have a, a cluster of guys that are like that right now. And depending on how you fit into your league, they might be 
tradable or somebody you can get. Yeah, no, I I, compl- I completely agree there. Um, Jonathan Taylor, my only concern with a guy like JT is he took a he took a pounding in in college. Like he he had he had a lot of um, he had a lot of touches, a lot of carries in college too. So that's the only thing that might. I know we don't like to think about that a lot either, but that's one thing that might make me worrisome about it. But I still think he's he's definitely the RB one there. Um, and that's kind of a tier of its own. I, I, you know me, I love Christian McCaffrey, but he, um, 26 years old, smaller kind of frame. Um, same Austin Eckler here. They have him ranked sixth draft sharks. Um, again, smallish frame, 27 years old. I'm about the youth. I'm about how many years can I get out of these, these guys? So like, I like the Najee Harris's. I like the Javante Williams. I like the Brees Hall's. Um, even, even Saquon Barkley, I know he's been banged up, but he's got that body type and he's got, um, he's still only 25, you know, he's, he's even younger than, you know, he's younger than Eckler by two years, you know? So, um, that, th- those are the kind of guys that I'm looking to, to draft, um, early in, and DeAndre Swift too. I sorry, I didn't mean to leave him out. I really like DeAndre Swift and dynasty. Two part question. Yes. Are we in a league where you have McCaffrey and I have Najee Harris, and we can flip them. And if not, can we start one tonight? Can we just start a dynasty league tonight <laughs> where Najee Harris, who was less than two years younger than McCaffrey, and McCaffrey has had kind of the last two years off. He Isn't that interesting? So I, I kind of been using the same thing for Barkley. Like, they haven't been getting banged up because they've been hurt. Like, does that, does that make sense? Like, yeah. they haven't been taking that physical beating uh, the touches because they've been hurt. Um, so you would take McCaffrey over Najee Harris straight up in dynasty. Oh my gosh. Yes. You hate Najee Harris. Cause no, I don't, I don't, but he's not good, right? He's not efficient or anything. He just gets tons of volume, new quarterback situation there. He's fine, but I don't want Najee Harris. I mean, if somebody's going to give me McCaffrey when we're done, I am going to make. I have Harris on a FFPC dynasty and a couple others. I will make that. I will make that offer tonight, in as many places as I, as I can, to try to turn Najee Harris into McCaffrey. McCaffrey twenty six point one, Harris twenty four point three, and basically, what has McCaffrey done in the last two years of football? He's twenty four point three. They're both twenty four point three in age, and Harris had super high volume in the first year. Come on. That's an interesting call. What what would that be called? Like years lost to injury. Like there's got to be a uh, there's got to be a statistic for that or something where we can subtract it from their actual age. Actual age versus you know NFL age might be might be different. Um, but no, I like that. Um, Javante is different. Javante is more than two years younger than Harris. Right. Right. Same no, draft. I just feel like the Steelers too. Like if you want to look at the micro, the Steelers, they, they love these workhorse backs and they generally will stick with them forever until the wheels fall off. You know, Le'Veon Bell, you know, they wanted him back there. He was kind of the head case that was kind of screwing around with, with, with the contract. You just think back to, you know, even in the days of like Jerome Bettis, like they ran him into the ground. I know he was just, he was the second team was Jerome Bettis. He was with the Rams to start, but like I feel like once they find these workhorse backs, they just use them and use them and use them. Um, so I kind of like that uh, idea of having him there again. I, again, I like I also like DeAndre Swift over um, McCaffrey, and I'm not saying that I would draft them in that spot, but I would trade back. That's the great thing about dynasty leagues. I would trade back and take DeAndre Swift. That we were talking about. Uh, the Dynasty League I just did recently, the 750 Rotoviz Triflex over FFPC. And I basically went uh, hero RB and I took DeAndre Swift um, and like nothing else a- after that. So I really like Swift in in, um, in 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 Dynasty. While you were talking, I made an offer in an FFPC $77 Dynasty League, Najee Harris for Christian McCaffrey. Let's see uh, what happens. Let's see what happens. Live on the show. That's That's fantastic. In that league, usually it takes three days for anybody to respond, best case. Uh, but maybe the person thinks it's a snap call. Maybe the person is watching and hoping that we're in the same league. You never know. All right, 11 through 20. Yeah. ETN. There's so much 
Steam on ETN lately, ETN lately, 23. Everybody likes him after the injury. Who do you like on that team? I have two guys on Jacksonville who interest me in terms of uh, fantasy value outside of the quarterback, which is even a little bit strained in itself. ETN and Ingram. All right. Maybe I mentioned that last night, but ETN at 11. Ooh, that's a that's an opportunity. Yeah, and again, these are these are draft sharks rankings. These necessarily aren't AD, ADP. Oh, right, right. That makes yeah, yeah, better. yes, yeah. No, I, I, I like. I, I'm coming around on, on ETN. Like again, to me, man, age is king to me for running backs because it's like you know, ETN. He's you know two years younger than a little over two years younger than Mixon, three years younger than Kamara. You know, two years younger than Barkley. Um, we didn't really mention Brees Hall. If I scroll up just a little bit, Brees Hall, the fact that he's 21 is just sensational. I really like Brees Hall too. That's, that's the route I would go. I like Hall and DeAndre Swift kind of as the two guys to, to, to target there. But, um, but yes, no ETN. I think he's, he's, he's a buy right now. People are kind of waiting to see it. And once they, and once, once it happens, his, his he's, he's, he's going to skyrocket. Um, the, the one guy I don't like in this 11 to 20 range, I mean, obviously age is a factor, you know, you get the air eventually it becomes like, okay, well, eventually I need to take somebody that's got talent. We traded up in, um, in the FFWC to get Aaron Jones at a certain point. Cause we're like, Hey, eventually it makes sense. The values there. Um, but a guy I don't really like in this range is probably Cam Akers for dynasty. I like him better in redraft because um, although he is 23, like I don't know. I don't even know if he's any good. Like I feel yeah. like I feel like mm-hmm. Dobbins is good, same age. I feel like ETN is good, same age. You know, Gibson is exactly one year older, you know. So with not a lot of touches, he played receiver in college, really. So he's he doesn't have a lot of touches on on, on his body. So, you know, eventually you gotta say, okay, is this guy good? What's the situation like? But Akers would be the guy that I'm kind of out on in this in this range. Yeah, me too. I like Henderson in redraft, but I don't love Henderson. Like it's right. It's a tough one. Like the Rams are such a great team to have the running back from. I know. And they want to throw the ball a ton too. I mean, Stafford, uh, the player he is, and adding Allen Robinson. So I think the position is a little bit minimized, but I'm the same as you on Acres. Like, okay, is he great? I don't know. Does that matter? They have to figure out that. And an Achilles injury. I mean, so much is talked about with how the playoffs went. And I don't really care. You're playing better teams. And I don't think he was really necessarily much different. I mean, it was still an Achilles injury. If he was a little bit different, that makes sense. But I'm just not in love with the whole profile in the first place. And so in terms of dynasty, what do you do? I'm not trying to trade for him myself. And neither are you, it seems. If I had him, there's another one. Maybe somebody comes to you. It's not It's not really the right time for it, I think. I mean, there's a little bit of there, – there are doubts about Akers, but maybe if the Rams start well and he has a couple of good games, then you might be able to turn him into somebody you like more. I mean, even as a rookie, he couldn't even beat out – like Henderson was there still, but who was the veteran there that isn't good? Um, was it – no, it wasn't Tolbert. There was some some vet – I wasn't Mike Davis either. There was some veteran running back that was there two, two years ago when he was a rookie that he couldn't even beat out for for, for carries there. So um, twenty Rams, you mean the twenty Rams? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I they played in Buffalo. I just, yeah. So I just think that uh, Acres just doesn't really have the talent there. And then eventually, Malcolm Brown. Yes. Yeah. Even Brown was getting touches over him in certain, you know, all year, you know, so, um, or with him or concurrently, it was just, he couldn't break free from those two guys. And so now it's two years later and he's coming off an Achilles. Like, I don't, I don't see it as far as like him being a guy. We just don't know if he's good or not. I don't, in redraft, if he's not good, it's one year, whatever. Um, But when you tie yourself to him in dynasty, it's a much, much different. I want to stick up for Gibson quickly like okay. it's all negative on Gibson isn't it it's all like yes. oh but they got McKissick oh but Brian Robinson even Patterson oh but the coaches like it's all negative on Gibson still like the player 
still like the age. I think maybe in some of these leagues, people are going to give him away. Maybe you could, you know, depending on the state of your team, trade a receiver for him and just have the depth and give yourself the chance of scoring on Gibson because I think there's still a lot to like and the noise is loud and very negative on him. Yeah, I mean, they drafted Brian Robinson, but I think he's just a, a plotter. Um, Gibson could be uh, electric, even at a. I wish they would trade him. I mean, that that stuff never it never happens. But um, Gibson could be electric on another team. And the problem is with a lot of these running backs. By the time they get on another team, they're not. They're like already banged up and old, and you don't really get to see what what they what they could have been. But um, but yeah, and, and then after that. After Gibson, I think you start to get into these running backs that you were talking about. Like eventually, you just gotta, you gotta take them because they're good and they're established, and your team needs needs to win. And I think that's Aaron Jones, that's Leonard, that's Leonard Fournette, that's James Conner, you know, Zeke, um, Zeke exactly. D- D- Derek Henry, you know. So eventually, like, all right, listen, I need somebody for 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 a year. Um, isn't it funny that Zeke is still younger? Than like James Conner, isn't that like it's it's funny to think about because Zeke's been around, Zeke's, Zeke's been doing it since since day one. But um, and then I have, almost feel like Leonard Fournette's thirty already. But uh, mm-hmm. but uh, but yeah. So who do you like in this kind of twenty to twenty eight range? Well, Edward Solaire has been one of my favorite picks so far this year, and in Dynasty. Same kind of thinking as we're talking about. I, I'm sure there's. if you're in five dynasty leagues, in two of them, I would say the person who has Edward Solaire doesn't, isn't happy. Right. And so figure out a way to get there. I think very young, the perfect offense. Okay, Ronald Jones, but you can't throw the ball to Ronald Jones. McKin- McKinnon doesn't really affect anything for me. And they lost Daryl Williams, who did a lot of that work last year. I think the Chiefs are acting like this isn't exactly the most promising way to put it, but that they still want to salvage him. And with Tyreek Hill gone, there should be more of a running back, more of a running back prominent team or opportunity there for CEH. So in redraft, we're talking about the seventh round or so, and I love him. I mean, I think if you can get the running back one on – arguably the best offense in the league in the seventh round. Wouldn't you always do that? And in terms of dynasty, I think the principles are the same. Super young, had some injuries too, so he's not worn out or anything like that. If an argument, somebody in your league might make an argument against him that includes goal line and touchdowns, you you know you can beat that guy because if they care right. about that, then they're doing it wrong. I mean, Edward Solaris, right. I'm hot for him. Yeah, no, I, I, I get it. I, I totally get it. And it's interesting. Like, I want to see, you know, Kansas City is going to revamp their offense somehow, some way. I mean, they just lost Tyreek Hill. I mean, he was such a big part and such a a different type of play. Like, you can't replace that speed. They bring in Juju. They bring in MVS. They, they draft Sky Moore. You know, what's going to change? Maybe they throw to the running back a little bit more. You know, kind of, you know, in a kind of a – similar you know they've got the same kind of coaching staff there kind of to shoot over to buffalo real real quick they've got a new offensive coordinator there they added another they added oj howard they added they wanted this pass catching running back that's what they've been yearning for all off season they tried to get mckissick they went and got cook you know they're going to do something different there in buffalo what's it what is it going to be is it going to be the throw to the running back more you know what are they going to do in kansas city uh if it's if it's passed to the running back more uh, that's Edward Zolaire all day because they brought in Ronald Jones. I prefer Ronald Jones take some of those between the twenties carries, those those carries yeah. that those touch that we don't care about, Fine. right? We want the catches, we want the touchdowns, and if they're gonna maybe put him um, in that more of a res- receiving role with a team looking for a spark, um, that could be big. I, you know, that's just a thought that I have. We I haven't heard anything like that, but that's something I'm gonna be paying attention to in training camp. Because because absolutely twenty three years old, prolific offense, looking for kind of a new identity, and maybe Ceh is going to be that guy out of, out of the backfield. He was so good at that at LSU. That's why I, everyone kind of loved him coming out. He was a great pass catcher, and they haven't really done that with him yet. Uh, maybe maybe they'll finally start 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 to do that. 
It's the deep end, so I know you'll keep scrolling. Miles Sanders is somebody that, um, for the same touchdown argument, I can get with. Like, like the offense, like the opportunity there. He is the, the he is the running back one on that team for sure, at least as the season starts. And the touchdown, the fact that he didn't score at all last year for as many touches he had stands out. So, um, I like Sanders. In dynasty, I think he's sort of neutral because he's a few years in. I think it's year four coming up for Sanders, Jacobs, Montgomery, that draft. So I'm not in, in a hurry to trade for him this year. But if I have him on my roster, I like it. Elijah Mitchell came up last yeah. night. I don't want to be repetitive. Tied for fourth or fifth on the betting odds to win the rushing title. And I think the, the dynasty, not the dynasty crowd, the fantasy crowd in general is sort of acting like they think it'll be just someone out of thin air for San Francisco because that's what always happens. But Mitchell was pretty good for them. Lance could be a rushing quarterback beast. That's true, but I still like the idea of rostering Mitchell. Yeah, no, I totally, I totally get it. 24 surprises. He's, he's, he's even that old. Um, uh, so yeah, I mean, a, a team that wants to run the ball, a team that's generally good at running the ball. Um, Elijah Mitchell, you can get him as, as you know, as an, an RB3 in a lot, of, a lot of these. You know, a guy, guys I kind of like in this range, though, I got to be honest with the guys. We, we, we passed up on uh, Tony Pollard was a little bit earlier here in the rankings. Yeah. Uh, maybe not on, maybe not on ADP. Um, but also – I, I draft and I draft him and redraft him in Dynasty Two is Alexander Madison. You get guys like Pollard and Madison who, you know, they're either gonna the starting running backs are gonna go away, right? They're gonna be they're gonna drift off into oblivion because they're old and banged up Cook and 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 Zeke or Madison guys like Madison and Pollard are gonna join new teams uh, when their contracts up after I think after this year I think both of them uh, they're gonna join new teams with fresh legs. They're not banged up. They, they're very talented. They've been top five backs when they've been given the opportunity. So I like buying those guys before they sign with another team or before they become the starting running back for their current teams. I think all the way back to like Michael, Michael the Burner Turner. I don't know if you were playing fantasy football back then, but he was, uh, I think he was LT's backup. And then he went to Atlanta and he was great when he played. And then he went to Atlanta and he had his first year, he absolutely smashed. He might have been a top three running back, fantasy wise, um, and that's kind of the the idea behind behind a pick like Madison or Pollard. Jerry Rice was in his second year when I was playing fantasy football, but I took a break, so uh, <laughs> I, I can't uh, disrespect the question. Um, Rashad White talked about him last night in the deep end too. I feel like he might be the beneficiary of yes. the. Godwin pessimism and the Gronkowski retirement pass catcher. I, I'm not going to be afraid of that. People don't like the idea of rookies in with Brady. They have to earn it. But if he's in more of a receiver role, you have other guys too. take a hard look at Tampa Bay. But I think uh, I drafted white in a league uh, this morning and in dynasty, I think he's fine. Um, Heinz, hmm, you do it when you have to do it. Oh right? boy. I mean, there's our guy. Way down here. Carter. Carter. Michael Carter. He's oh, good. No. People hate the team and they hate, not hate in terms of fantasy. Like they're, it's more of a dislike because the Jets have put a lot of talent at the skill positions. But the Brees Hall pick sort of wrecked Carter as uh, a nice sort of sneaky running back two or whatever that would have been. But um, still like the player, love the age, running backs get hurt. I have a lot of Michael Carter. Yeah, Carter could be one of those guys I was talking about. The problem is he's he's this year and maybe two more years away from becoming a free agent, getting loose of, of the Jets unless they were to trade him or something like that. So, um, but uh, but yeah, so I, man, I wish it I wish it could have worked out. Hopefully, hopefully he can carve out a role there. Um, Isaiah Spiller, the same kind of deal. I like the running backs again, the young running backs that are behind older backs. You know, Eckler's t- twenty-seven. Um, who were we just talking about? Uh, we were talking about somebody. I can't remember who it was, but um, uh, but yeah, those those younger running backs that are behind those older ones. Rashad Rashad White. 
Um, great, great pass catching back. You know, he's kind of the the new modern, the modern day back. He he led the uh, PFF receiving grade for all the running backs coming out of this year's draft class. So again, for Fournette will be will be gone in the next year or so. I, I would assume he's twenty seven. Um, so so yeah, I mean that's kind of and then after that it's kind of a crapshoot with all with all the other guys. But that's right. kind of where I see um, a lot of these tiers. You got you got your studs up up top, your youth. You want your youth up top, and then you've got the guys that we know are are good. But how long, how much longer they be good? And then you take those. And it really depends on what your team build is. Um, and then we got the guys that we just talked about. So it just depends on how you want to build build your team and and what you're comfortable with. I think you want like a sort of a bottom line on running back in dynasty. You want as many as you can get, and do not be afraid of the older guys. Because it's a certain point in time in this league where you have, again, it's six or eight older running backs that somebody in your league is afraid of. They don't want them. They're too old. Oh, running backs, you know, short shelf life, everything like that. Uh, There should be a market opportunity there at those guys. And then if you have a good team, get as many of those Hassan Haskins types as you can get. Algier and all those guys. You never know. Even – sort of more backup-y backups than Algier. Guys that they're going to be on rosters. If you're in a league where, like every other league is, except for best ball, you have cuts and waivers. Some of them you're going to cut. Be uh, Embrace it. Be ready. Be ready for that because everybody's going to want to do that. And there'll be some, probably, some running back we're not talking about ever on one of these shows is going to be relevant early in the season. I wanted to look at, last thing, look at our uh, – FFWC 1K roster. So say you're like us, you did a dynasty draft in, you know, April. And what do you do? You're sitting around. There's no practices. There's not even any mini camp news anymore. Um, You know, is it just sort of sitting there getting cold? Nobody put it in the fridge. You know, it's just sort of sitting. It's like rotting there (laughs) until game start. Not necessarily. Maybe when there's hype on a player or anti-hype on a player, you can start to try to find those opportunities. So I don't know when you last looked at this team that you and I drafted, but as you look at it now, um, do you see somebody that either could be um, more exciting than you thought originally, or maybe is somebody that you didn't like that much before and you could turn into someone else? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, so I, I, now that I look, I haven't looked at this in a while, and I kind of like going back and and putting fresh eyes on it. Um, I like uh, guys that I've been drafting. I think so. I think I think of like redraft guys I've been drafting in the later rounds of these drafts have been like Kenyon Drake and Mar- Marlon Mack, right? So I kind of like those better now. Looking at it, kind of the way the way that, that it is. Um, sorry, if you guys can hear that, my. My wife just got home. My kids are going nuts. Um, is that your house, not so mine? That, that's my house. It sounds like it's right, right, right in your lap, like right? It's my house, too. There's um, pounding up there. You know, school ended. <laughs> that's right. Give us a break. School. school well, a, a little side note. I didn't realize my wife was going to be home. Now. I think she was supposed to be home an hour and a half ago. And so my my kids are upstairs just, you know, watching TV. And, you know, I'm praying that they didn't come running down here. But um, Well, she did a couple of underdog so yeah. drafts in her car, I think, probably. <laughs> that's right. Um, but yeah, so I like I like the look of Robbie Anderson looks better. Alan Lazard is is nice to look at here, you know. So uh so yeah, yes. I mean, um what do you what are you thinking? We traded for Lazard. We traded Dak Prescott. Oh, okay, I remember that and Tyreon Davis Price for Lazard and Penny. And, and, car or cousins? and cousins cousins yeah. which i was excited about davis price for me was somebody when you're drafting and it's crossing over in the draft season somebody with a chance it was like a last round pick almost and when an offer came for him i thought well this is a chance to sell high on davis price now if san francisco decides he's the best running back on the team and they he rushed for 1,500 yards, then we lose. But I do not think that's going to happen. Lazard, 
and Penny are both sort of a little not on the older side. I want to put it like that. It's, it's so different running back and receiver, but I thought they were yeah. both, you know, plus plays for us, advantages over what we had, uh, given the guys we were giving up. And then the trade was meant to turn Cousins into Prescott from the other side. And uh, I, I thought for me, for us, it was worth it to make that trade. Cousins and Carr are, are very similar, I think, perception-wise, going into this year as guys that could be uh, both great. But on the other hand, neither one really runs the ball. So uh, we'll see what we get. But I like this team a lot. And at running back, if you look at the depth of our running backs, or even the whole thing, you see guys that are sort of later in their careers. Maybe we can turn somebody younger or a first round pick next year. We have that a couple of seconds yep. into somebody once the season gets started uh, that can help us. But I, I don't know. I think we're in good shape. You try to, I don't know, maybe it's a little too ambitious, but I try to middle it, have a good dynasty team next five years, say, but also a team that can cash the first year. And I think we're kind of, maybe third in this league in both respects, which is great. Yeah. And, and, and then we can, you know, get, see how the season play, is playing out. We can go either way. We can be buyers, we can be sellers. Um, and, and also too, like you said, uh, we got picks, we got a first round pick next year in two seconds. And the thing that I like about the first is it's not, it's not ours. So we can do well and we can still get a top first round pick if fantasy BSOL does not do well. Now, unfortunately, I think he's got, from what I remember, a, a very heavy win now team. Yep. Um, so uh, I don't think he's going to do poorly year, year one. If he did, that would be devastating for him because I think his team is really built for this year. But we have, um, you know, we have a first and a second and a fifth and a sixth from him, plus most all of our picks. So, uh, so yeah, no, I like it. And uh, listen, cro- cross our fingers that we can um, that we can get get the job done here. We're we're, lean, we're lean on Kyle Pitts, baby. Let's go. Kyle Pitts. <laughs> we pushed in our chips on that guy. So, uh, but I yeah, love that. Right. I'm, I'm fine with it. I yeah. noticed Billy making taking a shot at us on the the uh, Superflex Bowl draft the other night. Like, oh, they had to have Pitts and Kittle. Listen, it could work. That's right. That's right. Those are our guys. Come on, those are our guys in the FF. WC. Okay. If you're going to let us have these tight ends, we're, we're, we're going to take them. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. Thanks for watching at deep end FF one, always up for any kind of questions or comments right at them. You are too. I said, I'm speaking for you. It sounds like. A- absolutely. No, I uh, totally up for comment. Love, love the comments and questions and we'll be back uh, Tuesday. I think. Tuesday yep. with some more. Uh, maybe we'll do a a lot. Maybe we'll do a live draft or something on Underdog or maybe FFWC if we can get one of those uh, super flex best ball tournament ones going Tuesday night. That, that'd be fun. I'm in. All right. Follow us and uh, find out. Thanks for watching tonight. Enjoy your weekend. See you guys.